Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back at it again. It's another episode of BG and the Coach. I am the respectfully titled coach, and with me as always is my man BG. BG, tell me what's happening. Always the respectfully titled coach. Coach, there is so much for us to talk about, but I want to jump into America's pastime, baseball. A lot going on in baseball, but I think the number one thing that we need to talk about is this new foreign substance rule that's been rolled out. For those of us, for those of you listening who are not as familiar with what's been happening, very recently, there's been all kinds of controversy and all kinds of uproar over sticky or foreign substances that pitchers in baseball may be using. It's very reminiscent, as Coach and I have been discussing this week, of the steroid era in baseball, but now it's flipped to the other side. It's onto the pitchers. And MLB recently, midseason, which is kind of crazy, came down with a new rule and said, We're cutting down on all foreign substances and going forward, umpires are going to have the ability to check pitchers for various foreign substances, whether it's on their hat or their belt or their arm or wherever it might be. They they have to do it a couple times during the game and the other manager can request that they do it apparently ad nauseum, just as often as the manager wants. As you may have been able to predict, as coach, I know as you probably would have predicted, this rule did not go over well. At first, it's been a little bit better since, but some of the pitchers had incredible reactions. It's hard for us to give you a real clear picture of just how crazy some of these reactions were, but basically pitchers were up in arms, stripping down whenever the umpires came to check them. Definitely check out the videos. We've got them posted at BG and the coach. Go find us on Twitter, hashtag episode five. That's where you can find it. We've got the clips embedded there. You got to check it out. But coach, how crazy were these reactions? And in a twist, is it good for baseball? All right, let me be clear about how dramatic this is. And I'm not the biggest baseball guy in the world, but my understanding is, tell me if this is fair context as an analogy. This is the equivalent of going to the corporate office worker and just one day randomly (laughs) on a Tuesday morning telling them they're no longer allowed to use email to communicate. It's going to have to be handwritten notes from here on out, and I hope your handwriting is up to par. That's the way these pictures are reacting, the kind of incredulous. I think you have to go BG and the coach on Twitter. The videos posted there, that's not an exaggeration on your part, BG. They're tearing off their <laughs> pants in the middle of nationally televised game. So I think you're, listen, I'll put it to you this way. Mrs. Coach, who we'll use as the test subject here, I think it's safe to say she has never watched a baseball clip in her entire life. She watched that clip and was cracking up at the sight of a grown man (laughs) furiously throwing a tantrum, ripping off his hat, his shirt, his belt, his pants. So I've got I've got a couple things to say. First off, I need to go back to your analogy for two reasons. One is a perfect analogy. The equivalent of this is if you showed up to your office and were told you can no longer use email. But I also thought you were going to go in a totally different direction with that analogy and say, imagine if you showed up to the office and they're like, Tony, we need to check your belt. We're not sure if you've been smuggling stuff, contraband into the office. We're going to see your hands. Uh, we're going to tussle your hair and uh, take off your belt immediately. Do so- you have printed emails <laughs> in your pockets? Because those count. That's breaking policy. Cutting down on emails. We don't want any technology in this office. But what's so crazy about this is how predictable this was going to go over. Because again, imagine if that happened to you at the office. You'd be furious. So clearly, as soon as there were some pitchers who 
maybe don't react as well to things as others. They were going to do this. But I think to your point, the best part of it is I think it might actually reactions like that might draw in fans who maybe aren't as into baseball as they would have been previously. Yeah, I mean, so this story, it blew up in the past week and Major League Baseball got a lot of blowback. I mean, it was, it was terribly planned it, for that analogy, <laughs> basically out of nowhere in the middle of the season. They fundamentally changed how pitchers throw the ball. Pitchers use, and I've only learned this really in the past few weeks, all sorts of substances to be able to better control the ball, put spin on the ball, and ultimately keep down the number of runs, hits, home runs, etc. from batters. And this has been shown statistically in the past few weeks as that's the hits and home runs have gone up without those substances. So everyone's made a big point of that story that, wow, Major League Baseball really screwed that up. But I do think you're onto something that this may all be, maybe it was just even brilliantly planned from the start because it got a ton of publicity for a sport that I... I got to tell you, like, I think Major League Soccer at this point is getting more press than baseball in the middle of their season. So maybe this is just a well thought out ploy. I I will tip my hat if that was the genius of baseball and thinking to do that. I think you're right. I love baseball. Baseball is my number one sport, but it doesn't take a genius to see that it's on the decline. And a lot of it is self-inflicted, including, for instance, if you're going to roll out a rule, maybe wait until there's a, I don't know, a midseason break, like the all-star break, which Mm -hmm. is a week and a half away. But instead, they're like, nah, how about Tuesday? Let's just roll it out Tuesday yeah. and, and see how that goes, which I think lends credence to your point that maybe this was orchestrated by baseball to bring some viewers in. And I think the real lesson in all of this is maybe all of our sports would be a little bit better if they were, had a little bit more WWE wrestling oh, yeah. esque action oh, yeah. in them. If, if I've got pitchers dropping trow, more people are watching. Anything that can be tied more closely to wrestling is going to improve your sport. That's free BG and the coach advice (laughs) to any of you major sports leagues out there. That's free. We're giving that away. Incorporate steel chairs. I'll leave it at that. That's enough (laughs) doled out for one night. If a hitter ran out to a pitcher and he was angry because he got hit by pitch and he brought a steel (laughs) chair with him, or if I see a catcher go through a table, there's no chance I'm not watching that next game. I promise you, if they incorporated steel chairs in any sense that's all bg and the coach this show would be solely (laughs) dedicated to baseball that is our promise to you major league baseball follow the rules and regulations of the world wrestling federation which oh wait are they not called that anymore that was they got a trademark issue coach yeah stay with the times yeah the pandas sued them i think and then they weren't allowed to wrestle and you can read it up on wikipedia (laughs) it's not really our jobs to walk through that history um but I'm with you on that. Can I tell you that I think there's a real victim to this whole baseball story that's not getting a lot of publicity, BG. Those are the umpires. And you mentioned this on an earlier episode when we were talking about the topic was the ridiculousness of sports rules. And your example was baseball umpires somehow have to determine this imaginary strike zone, a very core part of the game. And there's really no rule as to what's a strike, what's a ball. They just kind of guesstimate it. Now, these same umpires are also responsible for doing the checks. And you'll see these on the clips on Twitter. When you go to BG and the coach, it is, I mean, it's embarrassing. A grown man has to go to another grown man and basically (laughs) say, I'm going to need those pants popped off. Nobody, I would imagine, is more furious about this than the umpires, which is kind of funny, right? Because 
Max Scherzer, the pitcher, or Sergio Romo, the pitcher, is having this over-the-top reaction and getting angry. And the umpires are probably like, yeah, we're with you. I, I don't understand. <laughs> if you ever want to see what dejected looks like in a human form, watch an umpire as he <laughs> trudges over to the pitcher between innings and goes, Max, can you can you please take your hat off? We need to check that. And, and then Scherzer has an over-the-top reaction. goes, oh, you want my belt too? Yeah, no, actually, we do. We, we need to see the belt. Just <laughs> At what point does Scherzer just ask, like, do I keep the belt unbuckled the whole time? <laughs> I'm spending half the game just unbuckling, rebuckling, unbckling. He, there's, I, there's actually a scene. I don't know if it's in the clip that we posted, but they checked him multiple times from the ga- same game that we posted a clip of. And at one point, he is lovingly, the umpire is lovingly <laughs> tussling the pitcher, Max Scherzer's hair um, in a scene that's reminiscent of like, really like high school love is what I would call it. Innocent high school love, just running his fingers through his hair <laughs> in what was, I thought, a very private moment that really shouldn't have been broadcasted live <laughs> on TBS. We all felt weird watching it. We shouldn't have been there. That's a private moment between the two of them. And it just goes to show exactly what are the umpires supposed to do? It's it's so out of left field. Also, going back to our other story, I don't want to go too far afield of our topic here, but is it weird that baseball players wear belts? <laughs> what other sport are you putting a belt on to play? First off, this is BG and the coach. Of course, we're going to go off topic. <laughs> Maybe we uh, should just get rid of the belts altogether. Okay. I feel like we've already provided a ton of free advice to major league baseball to improve their product but let's just give them just one more (laughs) one more piece here should we introduce the concept of the elastic waistband to them someone i mean i definitely had an elastic waistband in little league and i don't know at what point we decided "Mm -mm -mm, nope i want to put on some real pants and i want to put a belt on for it (laughs) and i have certainly never gotten ready to go out the door to play some sports with friends and said okay i got my shorts Got my hat, got my t-shirt. Oh, need that belt. Definitely forgot my belt. It is so weird that baseball players wear belts. Especially in 2020, 2021 (laughs) now, the entire world's population collectively, there are so few things we can all come together and agree on. And yet we all did that with pants and said, listen, first (laughs) off, we're not going to wear pants. And if we are going to wear pants for whatever reason, I promise you there's not going to be a belt involved. It's going to be sweatpants. It's going to be joggers. It is going to have an elastic waistband. I can promise you that. And collectively, the whole world agreed on that in the past year, except baseball, which took out their reversible belts and uh, (laughs) strong leather, and they just keep trucking along. What a weird concept. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to take us far afield, but as we were talking, I just realized how weird that is. And I know for a fact that the founder of Lululemon is a big listener to BG and the coach. Huge. I see a marketing opportunity here. Lululemon, you could be the pants of Major League Baseball. And let's bring back the elastic waistband. Yeah, I, this is just I honestly feel like by the end of this episode, we'll have solved all that ails the world's economy. Yeah. And, and I think, I think we've pretty much solved any problem baseball has. Yeah. I, but I will going back to this whole picture. I generally think this is a been a good thing for baseball. It's the publicity, which hit really hard last week has already settled down as the, the checks. I don't know if they're getting fewer, but I think pitchers understand now that the sport's very serious about this. Um, But at the end of the day, I feel like there's always going to be a way to cheat, right? As a pitcher, like, what are you going to do? You're going to go all TSA on them and pull out latex gloves. And if they do, at the very least, I hope they set up a tent so we don't have to watch that live. 
we can only hope, but knowing baseball, they'll probably botch that rollout too. But I, I think you're right. Everyone, you're always going to be able to find a way to cheat. I do think going back to the bringing people in, I think the next phase of this, because pretty much the pitchers have accepted what's going on with the umpires. You're not going to see an outburst again. But where you are seeing it, though, is between players now, which I think will also add you know, a bit of a WWE element to this too. Just the other day, Josh Donaldson hit a home run off of a pitcher. And as he rounded the bases, he basically went, it's not sticky anymore. It's not sticky anymore while rubbing his hands together. So I think we could see maybe the next evolution of trying to keep this publicity going. If I'm baseball is I would encourage those beefs between players. If you're a hitter and you want to dunk on a pitcher, I'd say go for it. I think they can gamify it a little bit. Remember the card game BS where I don't really remember how the game worked at all, but you basically had a hand of cards and at any point your opponent could call BS and you had to show the cards. And if they were what you said they were before you win. And if not, the other person wins. That's what should happen in baseball here. (laughs) The batter at any point should be able to approach the pitcher and say, I think you're using that sticky stuff on the pitches you're throwing right now. The pitcher should then have to unveil if he's got something in his glove or his hair or dare I say it on his belt and uh, whoever's right has to forfeit the game. It also gets the ump out of the way from harm's way. That guy has enough on his plate (laughs) to begin with. We definitely need the ump out of the way. What's crazy is you basically just described this chaotic scenario. Other than if the team is wrong, having to forfeit the game, you basically have described how this system works because at any point a manager can say, uh, just check him for stuff. And he doesn't even have to have a reason for it. So if I'm the manager and I just want to piss off the opposing team or I want to get into the pitcher's head, literally every inning, which is basically what Joe Girardi did to Max Scherzer, mm-hmm. which caused him to have such a reaction. Yeah. I'm saying, uh, yeah, no, I think something's up. Go go check him again. Check him again. Check him again. And there really would be nothing to stop that. Yeah, it also takes a game that is already famous <laughs> for having no set time. It, in theory, could go on infinitely. And uh, just extending that further, if I was, if I had nothing better to do on a, a regular weekday at 1 p.m., I would just keep sending the ump out there to check them. <laughs> Maybe they'll forfeit just out of <laughs> pure frustration. That's a great point. And I really think to the larger point of a game that struggles with pace of play, obviously decided the solution was to add something that's only going to add time to the game, which was just ridiculous. Smart moves, MLB. Smart moves. Forget about the hair grease and bring in the steel chairs. I think that's in summation, that really captures it, right? And and if there's one takeaway MLB from this, ditch the belts. Ditch the belts. Just get in get touch with Lululemon. Yes. <laughs> we'll Nobody wants to play for sports you. wearing a belt. I just don't understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really follow all of that, but there's one other thing that we needed to get into. And that's our favorite weekly segment. And that is called Taken Out of Context. Oh, which last week, hear it. we jumped right into an example from our two favorites, Sean McVay and Jared Goff. This week, I want to change it up a little bit, BG. There is a digital version of the Taken Out of Context. And that is my Twitter has been hacked. <laughs> you see this all the time. Anytime an athlete, celebrity, Someone in pop culture sends out either a ignorant tweet or a tweet that's misunderstood or something that they just regret because they sent it at 3 a.m. on a Saturday night when they're a little tipsy. 
they immediately fire back hours later after deleting said tweet with, oh, sorry, guys, my Twitter was hacked. And the most (laughs) recent example of this came from an ESPN TV analyst, Jay Williams. Jay Williams is a well-known TV personality. Before that, he was a very famous college basketball player. And he recently tweeted on the topic of the NBA's Boston Celtics, who hired a new head coach who happens to be African-American. And Jay Williams' tweet, the original tweet that he sent out, was, quote, the first head coach of color for the Celtics. And even more importantly, he is one talented individual who has paid his dues. I mean, that's a really nice tweet. Very respectful. Wonderful. There's only one slight problem with that, BG. That's that this gentleman is actually not the first African-American head coach of the Celtics. And to be honest with you, he's not even the second, (laughs) third, fourth, or fifth. He's the sixth, the sixth individual to head the Boston Celtics. And so immediately, Twitter just poured it on poor Jay Williams. And the tweet mysteriously got deleted. And then a few hours later, Jay Williams right back at it. And here's what he had to say. As it relates to the Boston Celtics tweet that came from my account a couple of hours ago, I did not post that. And my (laughs) passcode has now been changed. Which... (laughs) I love this excuse to begin with, but in this case, BG, can we just talk about what this implies about the hacker who did this? (laughs) He is the weirdest hacker in the history of the world. What a weird objective. They're going to kick this guy out of the hacker community. (laughs) Here's a guy who he breaks into, listen, Jay Williams, I will tell you right now, over 600,000 followers, not the largest Twitter account in the world. But that's not that's not meaningless. That's a significant <laughs> audience, right? Not there. nothing. Not nothing. This guy breaks into Jay Williams' account. And I can't imagine that's the easiest thing in the world. I'm not PG and the coach, we don't really condone hacking over here. But I have to imagine that took a bit of trouble and time. But he yeah, makes it takes it. skill, intelligence. Yeah. And he makes it in there. And there he is. <laughs> He's got full control of the account. He can go buck wild. He can go the malicious route and start insulting other people who Jay Williams knows. He can go the embarrassing route and just tweet out gibberish or gifts that don't really mean anything. But this guy doesn't do any of that. (laughs) Instead, he writes a tweet that to the vast majority of people who are following, who are not sports fans, would say, hey, that's a really nice tweet. This Jay Williams (laughs) is a great guy. There's nothing funny about it. There's nothing silly about it. That's what I love about this story is the implication that Jay Williams is like, oh, this terrible hacker. He put out something that was terribly factually incorrect. Maybe the hacker is really just a Jay Williams fan. And once he got access to the Twitter account, said, you know what? I don't think Jay is nice enough to some of the other individuals out there. I'm going (laughs) to craft this wonderful tweet about the new Celtics coach. And he just unfortunately didn't know his history and it ended up blowing up in his face. But (laughs) I love your idea of if this actually happened and clearly it did not. That's why my Twitter has been hacked is the new taken out of context. I would love for that guy to be sitting around with his buddies, his other hacker friends, and they're talking about how they hacked into someone's Instagram account and posted terrible photos. And this other guy hacked into a government account. And this guy's like, Oh, 
Oh, you guys want to hear a story? I hacked into Jay Williams' account, and not only that, I was able to fire off a tweet before I got caught, and I posted something historically inaccurate. I don't think you understand, guys. I didn't say he was the second (laughs) African-American coach. No, 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 no. That's rookie stuff right there. I said the very first. Rest of the group's no, blown away. No, no, Tim, you probably don't understand. Doc Rivers just won a championship in 08. <laughs> Come on. How crazy is that? That's my theory, though, is exactly that. It has to be. We got to figure out who the, the culprit was here. It's got to be someone who wasn't around in the past 10 years. <laughs> and that's why the coach's theory is that it was Jay Williams' eight-year-old son. That's the only explanation. Pops left his Twitter account open. Jay Williams potentially made up and fabricated eight-year-old son, hopped onto the computer and said, I'm here to support my dad. You know what? Maybe it was even Father's Day itself is my theory. And he went on there and he thought he was doing right by his pops, crafted a beautiful tweet that happened to ignore the past 80 years (laughs) of civilization. Coach, I think your theory is spot on. And how proud of his son must Jay Williams be? Because again, it's a really wonderful, well-worded, nice tweet. What a terrific manners his son must have. Yeah. And listen, here's what feeds this theory. Again, rereading Jay Williams' makeup tweet. As it relates to the Boston Celtics tweet that came from my account a couple of hours ago. Now check this out. I did not post that. And my passcode has now been changed. He doesn't say I've been hacked. He actually doesn't use that phrase. He frames it in a more positive light. Like my rascal of a son got in there. (laughs) I had to change my passcode. I'm not sure who says passcode instead of password, but anyway, that's not important. (laughs) That's it's all coming together, right? Doesn't this make perfect sense? Do you think the fact that he used the word passcode and not password, which is such a nice old-timey word, that maybe his son also posted the follow-up tweet <laughs> out of sheer embarrassment that he just didn't know the history of the Celtics. I, that's probably how it went down. His son, he didn't just leave the scene of the crime after he made that tweet. He hung around to watch the vicious replies come in, <laughs> ripping his father to shreds and watching his poor pop's reputation be dismantled in a matter of minutes. He waited around for that, and then I think you're right. Then he sent that cover your trail tweet. I, I, I think this theory is spot on. I think your forensic analysis of the tweet yeah. should win you some kind of award, if not a CSI coach spinoff series. And I love the fact that essentially <laughs> my Twitter account has been hacked is really the new modern version of it's been taken out of context because it's so easy to say without any kind of thought behind it. Exactly to your point. What kind of weird, other than now that we know it's obviously Jay Williams' eight-year-old son, what kind of weird hacker is pulling up to these shenanigans? And so I think this is going to become the new thing where everyone just spews out the excuse without giving it any thought whatsoever. Yeah, I'm glad we exonerated Jay Williams, though, because this case was so weird. Normally, the people who are doing the my account's been hacked is because they put on something that is malicious, that is racist, that is embarrassing. (laughs) And then it makes sense. Like this would never be me. This is a hacker from Russia. But in this case, that this is where it's so crazy is like, there's no way a hacker would write that tweet. (laughs) And so the BG and the coach CSI investigative team, which uh, I encourage everyone to tune in this fall on C-SPAN 14 for, 
figured out it's his son. That's why we actually need to retract the whole segment name here. This wasn't a taken out of context. This wasn't really even an I've been hacked. Apologies to Jay Williams. This is just a simple and isolated case of I've changed my passcode. <laughs> the classic man have to be a new segment on BG and the coach. I've changed my passcode of the week. And maybe a, a tip of the hat to father of the year, Jay Williams, <laughs> yeah. for covering for his son. Or a tip of the cap to son of the year, Jay Williams' junior, for not only sending out such a wonderfully worded tweet, but then backing up his dad once it backfired on him. This is probably the most heartwarming story of 2021, and we're not even all the way through it. Yeah, not even a question. And I think, I think you know, we've got six months of the year left, but I can't see a story topping this. Not a chance. Well, I will tell you whose Twitter account has never been hacked, but who I hope one day, uh, I actually kind of hope it is. We're and open to it. Our passcode is 1234. <laughs> Hop on right in. <laughs> Jay Williams Jr., if you've got something nice to say, we could use all the help. <laughs> but if you just want to see our tweets that haven't been hacked yet, come check us out on BG and the Coach on Twitter. Follow us. Tweet at us. You can also find our podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast, Spotify, Amazon podcast, Apple podcast, all the good spots. Until next time, enjoy another scoop of the Breeders.